0: I am your host David Nage. This is Base Layer, where institutional investors come to learn about crypto. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Base Layer podcast
1: series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Arca, where David Nage is a principal. Arca is
0: not responsible and does not verify the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast series available for listening. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. The podcast series does not constitute financial advice or other professional advice or services. Please do your own research. Welcome back to Base Slayer. This is David and it's been a little while. Uh, We're back with the shows. We're going to be doing these on a regular basis again. It's been a busy last few months. And so we're really excited to bring back some amazing founders to the show. None other right now than we have Amir and Craig from Supermojo with me today. Amir and Craig, how are you guys?
1: We're doing great. Hey, David.
0: Really looking forward to getting a chance for you all to hear what Supermojo is about. Uh, Full and fair disclosure, Supermojo is an investment within our venture funds portfolio. And we're going to tell you a little bit why we got so excited about what they're building there at Supermojo and what it does. Before we do that, like we always do on the show, we'd like to talk about what our founders did prior because so many experiences and so many different things have been done and they all lend very well to what we're doing today. So Amir, let's start with you. What did you do before Supermojo and what inspired you to build here? And then we'll go to Craig.
1: Sure. Um, Great to be on the show with you. Prior to Supermojo, I was at Ripple, where I led the product team there. Um, actually, Craig was there with me. He'll tell you much more about that. Um, and there, you know, for, for myself, that was kind of my first uh, foray into crypto. Uh, learned a ton in that experience. Uh, we built three different kind of product lines. Uh, one, cross-border payments. Two was around buy, sell, hold crypto for institutions. And third was around lending. Um, and that's kind of what led us into uh, what we're doing at Supermojo. Prior to Ripple, uh, I was—I had my own company uh, in the messaging space, which we ended up selling that to Google. Uh, it became basically default messaging for Android devices. So you know, if you use an Android phone, uh, the, our, the default messaging experience there, which is you know, similar to what you would see on iMessage, IM uh, is what we did. So that was very exciting. It was B2B2C also. Uh, and also really just, you know, that was the grind. It was a, you know, eight year startup. Um, and then we had a great exit to Google and just an amazing experience at Google. So after that, I joined Ripple and, uh, you know, got the bug on the crypto side. And that's where I met Craig. Cool. So, uh, Craig, I started my career at
2: Bloomberg building financial technology, did a lot of rates and credit stuff. Um, but really found my niche there on uh, on mortgage-backed securities and structured finance, and so I got to work on and build out a lot of the, uh, the the engines around structured finance that Bloomberg uses to kind of value a lot of uh, a lot of assets. Um, from there, I went to Stanford University for my MBA, and uh, you know really fell in love with with Bitcoin and uh, met uh, an individual named Chris Larson who uh, had just recently founded Ripple and started there as one of the early employees, uh, focused on payments, and so over a. Jesus, seven-year time period built out RippleNet and later on-demand liquidity, which is you know using crypto today to move billions of dollars around the world. Um, saw a lot of exciting stuff happening in the NFT and in the Web3 space, and had a realization that a lot of the stuff I saw back in 2014, 2015 in crypto is happening again, uh, just kind of in a different space called NFTs. And so started Supermojo with Amir, take advantage of that opportunity and. And help make those things a lot more accessible to to folks who uh, who could use them.
0: Amazing. The the journeys that we all take to get to this place is something that we should all spend more time with because there are reasons why everyone has gotten into the space. You know, everyone obviously being everyone that's currently active in the space, there are reasons. There are rationales behind it. It's not purely all speculation or. Hype or price, there are reasons that people, real people are building here and building real applications. And so we're going to talk about that relating to Supermojo. So Supermojo, uh, and again, I'm just going to use very simplistic ways here. We're not going to get too technical because again, I want people to get excited about this. Supermojo is a financing platform designed to make digital assets more accessible for users. And first and foremost, right away, you guys are focusing on the world of NFTs. Now, for those that are listening, the world of NFTs has really broadened beyond just what you see today in the collectibles. You may see this a lot on the news. You may see this in celebrities, people typing their bored apes, etc., etc. That is just the first phase of what the NFT is. It is an all-encompassing utility out there, in our opinion, something that attracts not only for the gamer, but for the collector, and also for actual utility for identity and things for things like memberships of exclusive clubs and things of that nature. Um, and so let's talk about what Supermojo does in the world of NFTs in the world of financing So talk to us about the inspiration behind that. And what is, in your words, Supermojo's superpower?
1: Yeah. So, you know, how we got started was actually uh, Craig sent me a wizard. Uh, uh, That was kind of my first NFT that uh, I started playing with. And in that experience, you know, is, is when I started realizing the power that is so much beyond just art, because that was kind of the, that was the initial understanding that I had around it. Um, And as we started digging deeper, we realized that, you know, this is going to take over many different verticals Uh, and as it does, and very similar to kind of how the Internet came about, as it starts doing that, um, there's going to be a real need for the average person to be able to have access to it. Uh, When I first started in crypto, uh, you know, my first wallet experience of, of actually buying crypto was pretty complex and it took me a while to understand that. but obviously over time that process got a lot simpler to where it became almost like a web 2 experience for users to be able to buy a crypto uh, of any kind right so you go to let's say coinbase uh, you can use a credit card or your bank account to easily be able to be, be able to purchase we f- we really felt that that same experience needed to be on the nft side. Um, And it just didn't exist because NFTs are more complex. There's a lot more um, different types of features that's necessary for NFTs to have the same kind of simple experience that today can be provided um, for any kind of commerce purchase. That's how we got into kind of Mojo initially. And really the problem we wanted to solve was accessibility and making it really simple for people to purchase just using a credit card and then being able to, if they, can, if they can't pay for the whole, you know, NFT at, at once, be able to pay in installments. Um, very so similar let's way. Let's stick
0: to- into that. Let's touch yeah. on it. That. So that's what you call layaway. Um, you know, there's this whole layaway idea that you have brought here to market. And so let's talk about that. Obviously, if you look at the price action of NFTs, as I said again, some of the more popular ones like Board Apes or others out there can fetch quite a lot of money. Um, if you are playing a video game, um, and we've seen this empirically from different games out there like Axie Infinity and others, there have been times where those assets are scarce, and those assets, the NFT assets themselves, can be quite expensive. So, talk to us about exactly how this happens. So, I believe, and obviously. This is a place for you guys to talk about what you're doing. Super Mojo agrees to purchase and hold the NFT until it's fully paid off. This is not that different than other models in commerce that have happened for the last 50 plus 100 years, correct?
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, with one major difference. And that major difference is part of the magic of what NFTs allow is a user can continue to get 100% of the utility of that NFT, Breaking that down, the ability to to use that to get into a a game or to be used in game or uh, to access to a Discord or the, the the rights that that NFT provide, with Supermojo actually holding on to that asset. And so what that means is a user can come in, they can put an NFT on layaway, but unlike you know my grandmother's experience with layaway, the user gets direct access to that NFT. Now they can't move it off our platform but they can use it for the types of of things that they wanna buy an NFT for. And so when you think about um, an analogous experience like buy now, pay later, um, this allows the user to actually get access to that NFT without having to put the full amount down. That's not something that exists. uh, That's not something that really exists yet.
0: And so this is the important part. And this is where people that are not familiar with the NFT beyond just what they see in mass media, The idea here that is emerging with the NFT is this idea of token gating, where you as the NFT holder get access to experiences, get access to exclusive communities. In some cases, for instance, there is a company out there called Candy Digital, where the NFT itself provided access to a major league baseball team and having access to hang out with them in their clubhouse. These types of experiences, and I always heart back to this, that I always think about in Disney. Disney has been the king and queen of the experience of experiential type of things that you remember for a lifetime. The NFT is something that is now in this new token-gating type of world that we're moving towards, is what you're alluding to, Craig. Correct?
2: Yeah, David, that, that's such a key part. Um, we use that in our product, but I think broadly, just speaking at the at the Web three level, the perception out there today is that NFTs are a way to trade JPEGs on the internet, and it, it's it's a big mis- misconception that that you know needs to be changed. It's something that Supermoji is going to help help do. The idea here is that there's actual utility, and that utility shows in a lot of ways. One of them is through token gating experiences or even access to being able to purchase physical goods online, like we're seeing with some major brands. It's a key part of, of what we bring to the market. And on top of that, simplifying that entire experience and making it safe for the user. Because it can be dangerous out there actually attesting that, that ownership through uh, you know a bunch of sites where um, you know they can take advantage of some of the less experienced users. So we solve that problem
0: too. And just for people to further understand, we're already starting to see this This is not theoretical. For instance, one project out there, and we are not investors at the current time on this, but LinksDAO. LinksDAO is a company that's been out there for about a year now that effectively used the NFT, again, as a means of a community, an exclusive community. Within that community, you have potential exclusive abilities to use a golf course that they are looking to try to acquire. Uh, You also have experiences potentially with pro golfers, um, things that you would not normally get from just having a golf membership to a course. And so this is not just theoretical anymore. This is actually becoming something that's happening in real life. And so, again, I think it's incredibly important. And you know, obviously, the LinksDAO NFT for many people might have been a little expensive. Um, they might not have been able to do it at the moment in time. And using something like Supermojo could become very helpful. So again, really love the focus on being able to give more access to the things that are happening in the world of NFTs and token gating to more of the population. Now let's talk about the unfortunate things. What happens if someone does not have the ability to continue paying for their NFT that they have with you on layaway?
2: Yeah, so our, our mission is accessibility. And so we are hyper aggressive on working with our users um, so that they're able to, to cure any missed layaway payments. Very aggressive there and flexible with, with our users and we we interface with them. It's actually one of the benefits of, of the way we've implemented this where we're not a DeFi protocol. Which means we actually know who our users are and we're able to, to communicate with them. And so, unlike what you see on some of the DeFi protocols, which I use myself and I love for what they do, um, we're, we're not going to liquidate an NFT if somebody's a second late on the repayment. Now, if someone does walk away and completely doesn't want that asset anymore, that's fine. We keep the asset. And that actually allows us to cure the loss because we put our capital out to be able to acquire that asset in the first place. And that's kind of a new thing in the space. Because if you think about something like, uh, I don't know if you buy now, pay later, a Peloton bike from a firm, a firm doesn't come and get the bike back. A firm takes a loss. And so in this case, we actually keep the asset. We're able to sell that asset downstream to recur some of our losses, which to the users actually means we can be more aggressive in terms of the terms that we give our users because we have some way to cure severity
0: in the event of a user walking away. Super interesting. So as we're getting, you know, again, towards the top of the hour here with you guys, and again, this is a introduction. And obviously, if anybody wants to find out more about Supermojo, they can literally go to supermojo.com. That's dot ocom And we'll make sure that those are in the show notes. I'm curious, what do you think, you know, everyone has talked about this recent retracement in the market over the last few months. Um, we've obviously seen data from OpenSea, uh, where you've seen, uh, obviously, as I said, the price action and the kind of the trading and the volume coming down. Again, we've been harping on for the last, you know, 15 some odd minutes that this is, there is a world beyond just the collectible, beyond just the, as you said, Craig, the, the JPEG that is the collectible out there. And uh, more and more on the show, you'll start hearing from other projects that are doing that. But where do we think this is going in the next six to twelve months? If you guys have a roadmap for Supermojo, where do you think you are trying to get to in the next six to twelve months, so people can obviously keep
1: track? Yeah, thank you. Uh, first of all, I think in terms of where the market's at, you know, we see this as actually positive. If you look at um, kind of the history of crypto, uh, this is very normal. Uh, For those people who are new to it, of course, uh, this can be somewhat jarring. But in reality, um, this is exactly what crypto does, right? But every kind of all-time high then comes down to the next, you know, will drop down to the last all-time high and then build up again. And it's got a cleansing mechanism of itself that I think has worked really well. Um, In our case, you know, what we see right now is a ton of investments happening in the NFT space there's going to be a lot of specialization there's a lot of fragmentation because each vertical whether it's sports memorabilia uh, music uh, art all of these require different types of capabilities and features that different types of marketplaces and storefronts are building out from our perspective obviously that's good because we want to be a horizontal infrastructure provider um, and we're building out more than just Point of sale finance. We're also building out ability for marketplaces to use us for a fiat on-ramp. And all that means is, you know, you can use us for credit card purchases, essentially. So a user can either pay now and purchase the whole NFT or pay later with our layaway product that we just talked about. And then secondly, another area we're investing in is making it super simple for the user to be able to essentially uh, manage that NFT over its lifetime. So being able to actually hold it. And today, uh, users can download wallets and different type of technologies to be able to essentially uh, hold their NFT. But those require a lot of knowledge in the crypto space. Uh, With what we're doing, we're going to essentially enable that as part of a integrated experience where users don't have to have any knowledge of crypto or wallets and be able to essentially buy an NFT and hold it without having to worry about understanding the the tech. Um, And and a lot of this is because most of the marketplaces we're working with are actually now targeting non-crypto users and folks that really don't have any understanding of NFT. And in the future, I think in the same way the internet did it, we're, we're not gonna even know you're buying, you're not even gonna know you're buying an NFT because that's the underlying technology you're you're buying an experience or you're you're buying uh essentially uh, even a physical good with an nft uh, and that just happens to be the underlying technology
0: absolutely if you look obviously again if anyone who's listening right now was looking for more proof than that look at the acquisition that nike made of a company called artifact uh that was about a year ago um look into the the data and the the growth of that relationship uh look at you know things like Starbucks Starbucks is launching a program called Odyssey and as Amir alluded to within that you will see that they're not calling them NFTs they're calling them stamps but they are NFTs and so I say this with a smile Amir hit it on the head that in the next year to two years or three years you're going to be buying things that are NFTs and you don't even know about it. And yeah. so super excited about the super excited about what you guys are building at Supermojo. Amir and Craig, thank you so much for coming on the show. This gave, you know, obviously listeners there a great purview into what you're doing. We'll have you on again soon. And uh, the best of luck, guys.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much, David. Thank David.
0: Thanks for listening in to Basslayer. If you like the show and all the different guests that we've brought on, please give a like and subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you do listen to the podcast. Also, if you want to have a conversation or reach out to me, you can reach me out on Twitter at David J. Nage. And let's talk there. Or also you can find me on LinkedIn. And I look forward to having great conversations with you all about digital assets.